I'm Nicole Bonder, and you are listening to Inspirado's Audio Drama Showcase, a series of six 10-minute audio plays, all on the theme of In Touch. You're about to hear Destiny by Angie Farrell. Sammy is trying to escape his past by marrying Charlene, a play that examines whether we can ever run away from our fate. Advisory warning, foul language and violence. Charlene! Wait for me! Fuck, Sammy Lavery does it again, eh? Most important day of my life and my, my, my wedding day and I blew it. Just like I blow everything. Everything that matters. Oh, it's a point of making excuses. My, my dad always said, own your own shit. And he had plenty of shit to own. This thieving and hustling and running off with that blonde from Tawa. He had shit to burn, my dad. Jeans, you see. I've been reading about them. Do you know that your genes decide how your life turns out more than your mates, more than your schooling? They just did this big study with twins. Even when they're separated, twins end up with the same lives. I look at my genes that my dad gave me and I think, I'm fucked. Last night's stag party. I guess that's where it all starts. You know you're having a good time when you see the sunrise and you're still enjoying the booze after an all-nighter. Oh, they give me a great send-off, the boys. Beers flowing like the rivers of Abraham. My old uncle used to say, don't remember much about it, but by the time I leave, most of us are fucking rat shit, and Lanny's back room is covered in drunken bodies. Even so, I'm sober enough to take a shower, slip on my wedding gear, still a couple of hours to spare. Yeah, still a couple of hours before the ceremony, and for once in my life, I want to get everything right. Lenny's uncle lent me the white suit. Just need the Panama cigar and I'm a ringer for Al Capone. Looks good though. A few dabs of cologne, straighten the dicky bow, and I'm in business. You'll find this hard to believe, but I've been turning a new leaf since I met Charlene. Livestock yardsman down at Kendala. First decent job I've had since I left school. I'm cleaning up the slaughter floor most days blood and gore and the smell of dead animals everywhere, but it's it's better than hanging with the boys up to no good. You know, she makes me get up for work in the mornings, Charlene. Bacon sandwich, kiss on the cheek. I tell her about all the bad stuff I've done, the thieving, the fighting, the bad-mouthing. It never bothers her. Can you believe that? It never bothers her. Just as I'm leaving, Lanny gives me a parcel. He won't tell me what's in it but have to deliver it to Benny's Bakery in Johnsonville. On pain of death, he says. I want to tell him to get fucked. This being my wedding day, there's something about this parcel that doesn't feel right. But Lenny's a good mate. I owe him big time for the stag do. So I'll make my way from Newtown to Johnsonville, sun shining. I reckon I can get to the church in an hour, still have time to burn. I told her I loved her, you know, Charlene. Never said that to any woman. All the boys said she was a weirdo. But to me, you'd look into her eyes and, I don't know, you'd forget all the dark stuff, the night terrors, and you'd see this dream space, and you'd want her to take you there. Of course, you never break old habits, staying out late with the boys, forgetting her birthday. 
I'd say to myself, Sammy, you've got to turn things around. Charlene's the best hope you've had. And then I go buying another pine for the road when I know she'll be waiting up for me fretting. Jeans, you see. Mom always says, you'll never make good. Life will catch up with you, just like it did with your father. And I always believed her. But Charlene, she could see stuff in the stars. She'd tell me all the planets were aligned for me, like there was more to life than just the shit in my head. So here I am, Benny's Bakery in Johnsonville. I'm feeling this lightness. If I didn't have two left feet, I'd probably dance because everything's ahead of me. For the first time I can remember, everything's in front. Suddenly I'm being pinned against the wall by these two huge men with broken teeth. One of them says, A fucking Lenny, give you a partial, hey? I say, uh, yeah. Lenny, Lenny who? Uh, Lenny Kane. Lenny Kane, eh? Where is Lenny Kane? I don't know. You better fucking know where Lenny Kane is or you won't like what you see in the mirror tomorrow. I can feel my balls being pressed in by this big prick's knee. Watch the nuts. I'm going to need them for tonight. Getting lucky, eh? I'm getting married today. Getting married? <laughs> oh, getting married. Uh, big shot. Well, they reckon that's the best excuse they've ever heard, and they start laughing like a couple of hyenas. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm being forced into their van, still clutching the parcel. Oh, I'm being driven all the way back to Lenny's in Newtown. Panic starting to set in because it's just turned 9 o'clock. And the wedding's at 10. I've never been one to snitch, but it's better that Lenny gets a broken nose than me, don't you think? On a day like this, I need all my bits in the right place. When we get to Lenny's, they drive me out of the van. They leave me to the front door. I'm shaking like a leaf because I know this looks like it's going to end badly. Sure enough, when Lenny answers the door, all hell breaks loose. Fist flying, heads button, there's me in the middle of it all, ducking and diving and feeling bad because I've just squealed on my best mate. All the drunk boys in the back room are waking up, adding their paws to the dog fight. It's total chaos. Part of me wants to join in, throw a few punches, break a few teeth, like I would have done in the day. But all I can see is Charlene, with that look on her face, sees the best in me. I don't know how I get out from all the carnage. I find myself in Lenny's back garden. I'm still clutching the package. It's 9.45. With a bit of luck, I reckon I can still make it to the church. I start legging it over Lenny's two-meter fence. I'm in mid-mount. I suddenly hear a voice shouting my name. Shimmy! I turn to see Lenny's big brother, Jason. He's a bouncer at Genevieve's nightclub, built like a brick shithouse and facial scars from his prison days. You snitch on my brother! I say, give me a break, Jason. I've got to get to the wedding, man. It's meant to be the best day of my life. Not if it's the last day of your fucking life, you fucking squealer. And Jason, already tasting my blood, starts charging towards me. So there's nothing to do but run. Leaping over garden fences, crashing through veggie plots, flying through alleyways, shinning over brick walls, charging through traffic lights. Jason's in hot pursuit, running and running, further away from Charlene and all those promises, but I'm also running for my life. When I look behind me, Jason's nowhere to be seen. I've finally shaken him off. I haven't a clue where I am. Street's completely empty. And I see this car driving towards me. I run into the street, start hailing it down. Hey! There's still a chance, I'm thinking there's still a chance. But instead of slowing, the car speeds up. What the fuck? 
Sat Lenny in the driving seat. Before I can dodge out of the way, I'm being hurled into the sky. I'm having this dream. I feel a thud and everything goes blank. I feel a thud and everything goes blank. I'm having this dream. I'm having this dream. I'm holding a parcel and it's flying me upwards like a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon. Can you believe that? Over the clouds, above the sky. Golden. There are pictures and shapes I never thought you could see in this golden light. Golden light. Then it's like I'm falling. Landing in these arms, soft like a baby's breath, and cradled. Nothing can hurt me. I'm thinking, nothing can hurt me. This is Charlene, my bride. This all in white. She's come back to forgive me. This is Charlene. She's come back to forgive me. She's come back. And I say, I'm sorry I didn't make it. Sorry I didn't make it. My dad was chasing me. Sorry I didn't make it. And she just smiles. She just and this peace comes over. This is Charlene. And I want to stay in this space forever, forever. But then I open my eyes, and I'm looking into the face of some old woman. Her coat's rough on my cheek. We're outside a secondhand shop, some old Goodwill store. She's homeless, I guess. She's talking away like she's known me forever. She says, Oh, you, you think you can get away from yourself, but you always take yourself with you. Is it morning or afternoon? Neither. It's nighttime. You've been out of the camp for hours. So then I notice that the sky's black and there's a new moon. The woman says, Those, those boys are after you. Who? Your name's Sammy? Yeah. Sniffing around, they were a bunch of men. They hid you under my blanket. What's in that parcel anyway? Is it your destiny? I say, uh, yeah. She says... Oh, honey, you can run and run. Won't make any difference. You can never outrun that. I know. I know what you're thinking. Things should have turned out differently, but you're wrong. You know, with me, it's always something. Jeans, you see. You can run, but you can't hide. You know, there's, there's a lot I can tell you about jeans. Charlene! Wait for me, Charlene! Charlene, I'm coming! You just heard Destiny by Angie Farrell. Directed by Antonia Praliak with Stuart Clarfield as Sammy. Sound, music design, and production by Jacob Soma. Assistant engineering by Mike Murniak's Duffield. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the other 10-minute plays at Inspirado's Audio Drama Showcase at theaterinspirado.ca.